This episode of Enough is brought to you by PearNote. PearNote's a note-taking application with a difference. It allows you to take notes whilst recording audio and video at the same time, effortlessly syncing their timelines together to create a note-taking experience like no other. PearNote not only remembers what you typed, but when you typed it. So if you're going through your notes of last week's meeting and you see a sentence you'd like more context of, click the first word and press the play button, and you'll hear the audio or video that was recorded at that exact time. Once more, as you start listening to the audio or watching the video you recorded in the app, the words that you typed at those moments will start highlighting one by one. PearNote really is magic. Version 3 of PearNote is now available, featuring Lion features like autosave, versions, and full screen mode. You can get it from the Mac App Store or directly at usefulfruit.com, which is where you can go for more information and a 30-day free trial. PearNote is perfect for taking notes in meetings, lectures, and at conferences. Go and try it out now. And by Squarespace, everything you need to create an amazing website. Squarespace have recently simplified their plans to offer their fantastic services at cheaper and easier to understand prices. And with if you sign up for their yearly or biannual plans at the moment, you will get a free domain name, which is automatically integrated into your site. We urge you to go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and sign up for their two-week free trial. And if you use the offer code 70 decibels 5 at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your first order and you'll be helping to support 70 decibels to continue making these shows that you enjoy. Hello, Michael. Hey. So uh, we, were, we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording here uh, about... Uh, uh, a, a thought, an idea uh, that I sent out to uh, to my uh, my patrons' uh, newsletter um, for those who are listeners that don't know. Uh, welcome to the Enough Department of Commerce. Uh, I, <laughs> I I have I there's there's a newsletter that I send out. Uh, it's a paid subscription newsletter. Um, I have been a little bit laxed on it uh, um, the past couple of months since uh, releasing the book, but uh, I've uh, renewed my, my energy and focus into it. Um, but it's really not about the newsletter. You're not buying the newsletter. The newsletter is kind of like a value add uh, whenever I feel like it sort of thing. You get some additional thoughts and writing from me. Um, it really is about patronage and the idea of patronage. Um, and the idea of patronage is this. Uh, there is a an artist whose work that you, uh, that you enjoy and you wish to support. Uh, and, uh, and so you, you patronize them. You, you, you know, you you support them in a very small way, and in return, that artist uh, allows you into uh, the creative process uh, in a way that they wouldn't allow anyone else, uh, uh, because they are, uh, at least to some extent, uh, working for you. Um, it, it's a time-honored tradition uh, that goes uh, back, uh, you know, a few thousand years um, of uh, making sure that art happened in this world uh and uh you know obviously some of the most uh famous patronage situations were say uh michael angelo and the vatican um <laughs> you know I, I i don't know how 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 much uh, more you need than that um <clears throat> uh but uh i digress 
you know, for those who are interested, if you go to uh, minimalmac.com slash patronage, um, you will, uh, you know, find out information about that. I'll link to it in the show notes. But in any case, as part of that, as part of allowing people into the creative process, as well as uh, I kind of share work with the uh, with the patrons that I don't share with the rest of the world. Uh, one of the those recent things was about the nature of light. And uh, here's the funny thing about light. The idea is this. Let's say you have a light bulb. Um, and you turn that light bulb on. That light bulb illuminates a room. The light spreads all over and has no focus or direction. If you take a cup, for instance, and place it around the light bulb and move the opening of that cup around, guess what you have? Now you have a spotlight, right? A, a focused beam of light focused on you know a particular place or a particular object. A spotlight. Same light bulb, same amount of energy, different focus. Now let's say you were to take that, that cup and the opening of that cup and start making that opening more and more and more and more and more narrow. Well, now you're taking the energy and, and by the way, this cup is made of aluminum is, you know, I, sh I should mention, you know, you need something to kind of really focus that energy in a different direction. Um, uh, and start, um, you know, focusing that beam, if you just follow with me, this is a very simplistic uh, explanation. Um, you now have a solid beam of light. You've taken the energy of that light bulb and you focused it and concentrated it so much that you're able to uh, basically create a laser and burn a hole in something, right? You know, that the more that you focus the energy of that light bulb, the stronger it becomes um, at the object that is focused at with the same amount of energy. Like a magnifying glass in the sun. Like a magnifying glass in the sun. We work the same way, we human beings, and our energy. And perhaps by applying that same concept of all of these things that you're spending time and energy on that are scattered all about, you know, and me, Mr. Multiple Websites and multiple places I write and books and everything else. I, I, this is as much a lesson for me as it is for all of you, my friends. But maybe if we were to take all of that energy and focus it more and more narrowly to the thing we really, really, really want to do, the thing we love to do, maybe, just maybe, we might be able to burn a hole in the universe. Right? I mean, imagine taking all of that energy that you currently spend on Twitter, Twitter and Facebook and email and all of this stuff and focus it in on a, something that you really, really love to do. How much better would that thing be? 
how much better would your life be? I would argue immensely. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that's what we were talking about beforehand. One of the one of the ways that this came about was uh, was an idea that uh, my uh, friend Garrick and I were talking about uh, at uh, our regular Monday morning meeting yesterday about. Uh, uh, basically how we we who are trapped in places that we don't want to be find ways to diffuse our energy an example is how many people do you know with 9 to 5 jobs spend at least a quarter of their time there on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> You know, <laughs> or even just like walking desk to desk, generally just goofing off. Yeah, walking, you know, yakking. None of this, not that I, you know, just don't know if it's the right term, but not necessarily a problem with it. You're not a horrible person. It's no, what everybody does when you don't work for yourself. I think you kind of you you're going to get your paycheck regardless. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, th- I think that there's a certain amount of that that happens when you do work for yourself. I don't think, oh, of uh, course, you know, I don't think any of us are really immune. I think, you know, that there's plenty of areas where we spend time just kind of sloughing up, sloughing off, and goofing around, <laughs> and and not, you know, and 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 not getting down to doing the work, mm. right? And to a certain extent, I wonder how much of these tools we are actually building for that purpose, right? To distract us from the real work that has to be done. You know, now that might be the conspiracy theorist that lives inside of me, but it does cross my mind from time to time. But I, I think to myself, wow, you know, how... How would things change if we were to just take a cup and place it over our light? Or take a magnifying glass and put it in front of our sun? Take all of that energy that we're wasting and reclaim it and focus it in on something really, really great. I think I think if 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 even 10% of us were able to do that the explosion in innovation and and ideas that we would see would be mind blowing right and and I would argue that that the great things of this world that we see come from that kind of focus oh yeah right and come from that kind of focus on doing something that we really love to do. There's this really great Richard Feynman story I recently uh, read. If you're not familiar with who Richard Feynman is, uh, uh, a uh, Nobel Prize winning physicist uh, 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 who uh, 
you know, is is a very engaging and entertaining uh, subject uh, to both read, read, read about, and uh, and listen to. There's tons of great interviews out there um, on the web, but. <clears throat> um, uh, he uh, told the story basically of how he won the Nobel Prize, or I should say, the work that led to him winning the Nobel Prize. And it was this he was working for a university, you know, as a professor and doing research in nuclear physics. And quite frankly, he was bored and he hated it. And he really just wasn't having any fun anymore at any of it. Mm-hmm. And sure, he was getting paid well, and he was highly respected, and he was being really, really successful at something he absolutely suffered at. And so one day he decided, you know what? I'm going to put my foot down. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm just not going to do anything unless it's fun. So while I could be over here solving these really asinine and boring nuclear physics problems, I think instead I'm just going to go and throw throw this uh, tin plate around out in the out in the on the college green. That sounds like fun. I'm just going to throw this plate around like a frisbee. So he goes out and he starts throwing this plate around. He's having a lot of fun, you know. And as you know, people come by and they're like, well, "What are you doing? Why are you throwing the play around?" Because oh, it's fun. I'm 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 done not having fun. So as he's throwing this plate around, he begins to notice that the 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 plate wobbles. You know, as it flies through the air, it wobbles a bit. And being the scientist that he is, he starts to think to himself, wow, I wonder I wonder if there's an equation about that wobble. I wonder if there's a way to 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 tell the story of that wobble in, in an equation. And so as he's throwing this plate around, he's thinking about this and he's trying to work it out in his head. And he's having the time of his life trying to figure out the wobble and how to how to explain the wobble how to come up with an equation that can describe the wobble and can discern the wobble and that can uh, measure the wobble um, and you know how, how do you do that and really great stuff and he figures it out and he's just having a blast and this is the equation that won him the Nobel Prize <laughs> And the reason being is because think of the broad applications, especially in the in the area of nuclear physics, that 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 that, that wobble has. Centrifuges. Reactors. All of these things spin. Things that spin wobble. They have tolerances for those wobbles. You need to be able to measure the wobble so that you can reduce the wobble. Because the more you reduce the wobble, the more efficient they are. All the way to uh, astrophysics, right? Planets wobble. Galaxies wobble. 
Why? They spin. Things that spin wobble. <laughs> there are so many great show titles in this episode. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It wasn't until he just said, screw it all, I'm done doing this boring work that I have no joy and no desire to do. I'm going to go out and I'm going to have fun. So he refocused his light. He refocused his life light on the thing that he loved, and suddenly he had a Nobel Prize. And that could happen for you too. You don't know, right? Yeah. You don't know. And that's the thing, right? That thing that we are meant to do is out there waiting for us. It is waiting for us whether or not we do it or not. And it's going to sit there waiting for us until we decide to show up. That wobble was waiting for him. And sure, there are other people who might have stumbled upon that equation, would have come up with it on their own or whatever. Guess what? That would have been their thing. But his thing, his thing was waiting for him until he decided to go out and find it. And we all have things out there waiting for us that won't happen until we do them. And other people may come along and do something else, but that's their thing. Even if they do that same thing, that thing is their thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Your thing is out there. In the same way, you know, uh, bring it back to kind of a Mac sort of thing. The iPod was Apple's thing that was just sitting out there waiting for it to happen. And it wouldn't have happened without them. Another company may have come along and done something like it, might have done something that was successful, might have done, but it wouldn't have been the iPod. It would have been something else. Mm-hmm. We all have things like that. And they're out there. And they're waiting for us. And by spreading our light around, we might never find them. By going at them half-cocked, unfocused, spreading you know our energy all over the place... Even if we may do our thing, we might not do it very well. Only by putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is my thing, and I'm going to, and I love it, and I want to be covered in it, and I want to do everything I possibly can to do this thing that I love. Will it ever get done well? So... You know, if there's any takeaway or lesson, that's it. Your thing is out there waiting for you. Go find it. It needs you. It's an excellent message, Pat. I mean, that speaks a lot to me. Good. I mean, in many ways, you found your thing. Yeah, I just need to. I need. To, I need to push the cup closer to the light bulb. Yeah. Well. 
little bit by little bit, start to narrow that cup, start to narrow that opening pretty soon. Well, the laser beam. Yeah. Laser beam like focus. So, well, once again, another pleasurable time spent with you, my friends. <laughs> Can speak for everyone when they thank you for it. Ah, well, don't thank me. Instead, find your thing. Love your land. That's thanks. Thanks is making this world a better place for my daughter. That's thanks. <laughs> oh, and for yours. And for everyone else's, right? Yeah. So. Cool. Cheers, mate. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk later. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>